Hello, and welcome to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach, LLC, where we make your goals our goals, and you are never alone on your wellness journey. Experience the information, inspiration, and collaboration of our Coach in Your Corner partnership. My name is Stephanie Wolf. I'm a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach and proud owner of the Coach to Coach and the Whole Food Health Coach, now in its ninth year and fifth time winner of the Best of Gwinnett in Endocrinology, Diabetes, and Metabolism Practices. Rachel, Sherry, and I invite you to visit wholefoodhealthcoach.com to set up your 60-minute healthy living assessment. Our award-winning three-phase program is changing lives. WorkWell is brought to you weekly and is dedicated to your personal and professional health and wellness. I offer examples from my own life, health, marriage, family, and business. I share my research, my opinion, and my faith, designed to bring you compelling content, engaging challenges, and practical body, soul, and spirit support on your wellness journey. WorkWell comes to you from my personal desire to live long and strong with passion and purpose, die of old age, and help others to do the same. Now from living rooms to boardrooms and beyond, uh, via Business Radio X in our new studio, we're listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf. Let's do this today. I've got a funny story, and uh, it's called Good Intentions But Bad Memory. A husband's good intentions, thought he thought he could conquer the problem of trying to remember his wife's birthday, their anniversary, and other special days. So he opened an account with a florist, provided the florist with the dates and instructions to send flowers to his wife on those dates along with some appropriate notes signed, Your Loving Husband. His wife was thrilled by this new display of attention and gifts. This plan worked perfectly. He was in her good graces until one day he came home from a hard day's work, saw a bouquet, kissed his wife, and asked nonchalantly, Nice flowers, honey. Where'd you get them? (laughs) I think that's funny because I know guys are always trying to take care of those special dates. And it is hard to remember, not just for the men, but for the women as well. But you don't like flowers. Unless it's a peach Oceana rose, that's the only flower you like. Oh, my goodness. You have a great memory. And you didn't even have to ask the florist for that information, did you? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Ring that bell, baby. Yes, that's true. I'm not necessarily a flower or lotions or candles kind of a gal. I get migraines pretty easily. And um, fragrance is one of those things that is a trigger. So thank you, babe. I love that you Sorry, florist. No uh, cash flow here. (laughs) You're not going to be on any rotation flowers coming to the wolf household. (laughs) So, well, if you've been listening to our podcast, at least this month, I know that you know we've been discussing marriage. And I have had my co-host and co-host for... 49 plus years now, 49 years in one week, but who's counting? Um, Since 1974, Jack and I have been married, and um, this month we've been talking about how to have a marvelous marriage. Amen. I think it's been pretty good. It's been fantastic. I've enjoyed it too. I think I've learned something from all the things I'm saying. (laughs) Hopefully I'll put them into application and make it work. Um, uh, You're hoping that too, Well, review is always good, right? That's Uh, absolutely true, and I know you're going to help us with that. So go ahead and... Give us a little bit of uh, a rundown of where we've been, babe. 
Well, the first week uh, we discussed uh, core values, and uh, and under that core values, we talked a lot about. And Stephanie and I both had, and Stephanie had a lot of metaphors on building a home and and uh, laying the foundation and putting the rooms together and all of those things. And all I suppose if someone tuned in, they could think, well, "What are we doing? Are we got a home building thing going on here, or what's happening?" And it actually is home building, uh, not with bricks and mortar. Uh, the metaphors actually work, but a building a life, a family, and a community uh, together. And so. You know, those are important things that we uh, that we looked at, and we talked about. You know, what uh, what marriage are you dreaming about? What's your what are you looking forward to in the years years to come? And we talked about renovation a little bit as well. But one of the things I thought I would uh, kind of add in, and I don't know if we really discussed it in the way that I'll just mention today about those core values. If you're going to be building a home, I use another building uh, metaphor. Um, but one of the things. Um, is about doing your due diligence, um, not getting in a hurry. A lot of people get in a hurry. I'm going to buy a home and go out there and look at it. I love it and, and uh, that type of thing. Or I'm going to buy land. I'm going to build something. And all of a sudden, oh, we discover there's a bunch of rock underneath this uh, dirt, and now we can't build what we wanted to actually build. And so I want to just move that into this is an old term. Uh, I don't think it's a bad term, but courting. Courting is a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think about dating is more like a comma, you know, where I'm in a industrial transition, but courting, we're moving into bringing a period to the end of the sentence. And this is something that we're actually, uh, going to do. But when you think about courting, uh, and doing your due diligence, you know, not getting into hurry, um, to have ownership, not getting in a hurry to race in, uh, to that relationship mm-hmm. and spending the time. Uh, understanding who you're going to be, you're thinking about spending the rest of your life with, and particularly if you've been past dating into that kind of, uh, it re- really requires more than do you, what kind of movies do you like, but finding out uh, some deeper things going on in that person that you have fallen in love with. And yes, I would even say this, uh, understanding the family that you're becoming a part of as well <laughs> in your due diligence process because you're going to be married not just to your wife or husband but to that family and those families as well and how that all blends together. We're so thankful that our boys and their wives, that we, we're, are, we're one big happy family um, all the way around. Yes. Uh, but doing that, uh, doing that due diligence, looking, uh, spending the time, uh, because you're, this ownership is not just you're not buying a car it's going to last for four years or five years or whatever uh, we're not buying just we're buying something we're not buying something we're going to be have this kind of investment so courting is a good thing and uh, just a quick little metaphor uh, to kind of drive this point home we, we, we bought a new home in 2006 uh, we, we downsized in the home that we bought and uh, we, we love the house we love the layout the walkout basement all those kind of things and we looked it over and being a builder guy you know you're I'm looking things over as well but one thing that that, that surprised us after we moved into the house uh, was that our cars didn't fit in the garage <laughs> and um, and so we had these bigger vehicles, like SUV kind of things, and the garage that they built, uh, we, we had to sell our cars or we're going to leave our cars out on the driveway now. Uh, we had to buy smaller vehicles to fit in the garage because the builder, uh, in their um, amazing wisdom, uh, built, built the garages for smaller vehicles. Guess what? We didn't really notice it and uh, when we were purchasing the home. And so the things that we pay attention to when we're doing our courting and our due diligence, if you will, um, you could be in for the long haul with something that maybe you didn't, maybe wasn't important, maybe it is important. Really, not that big a deal for us. Um, but I just wanted to use that to, uh, you know, to make make uh, make that uh, make that point. And then, you know, 
I, I know this kind of came up in that on, on the core values, but this gets into we live in an age where we want everything immediately. We we click, uh, we purchase things immediately. Uh, the this, uh, they've they've helped us to get conditioned uh, to that kind of world. We make comments immediately. But getting married is not an immediate decision that people need to make. They need to give the due diligence, go into those core values, do that deep work, understand what their convictions are, what's really important. And I'm not going to build a house on the sand that I can get done quickly. I'm going to build a house on the rock that's going to stand the test of time. And I and, and, and this sounds old-fashioned. I'm 66. I'm sorry. Uh, but courting, spending the time, doing the deep work, uh, and then you're going to build something that uh, when a storm does come, because storms will come. Uh, but that will stand uh, the test of time. So I just wanted to emphasize that on, on core values. The second thing we talked about was really lifestyles. And this is where both of us, Stephanie, uh, particularly had all these kind of tools and supplies and maintaining the house and keeping it up and renovating it and getting, you know, those kind of things that we need to, to make our lifestyle great. And something that came up in the midst of that as well, when we talk about lifestyle, um, it's good to... Uh, if you get professional help, I know it came up, but just want to emphasize that is we would never feel uh, bad about reaching out, getting some help from somebody that's further down the road than you, or that really understands the depth of relationship. If you're going to have a lifestyle that's going to grow and develop, you're going to need some help along the way, and understanding that uh, is super valuable. And then here's something that uh, that we've kind of used over the years when we think about a lifestyle. When, when needs are met in each other's lives, you know, time, touch, praise, those kind of things, when the needs are being met in a relationship, it leads to healthy thinking. So now I'm thinking right. And so I'm thinking, well, I must be important. I'm thinking, I really am loved. I'm thinking, I can do this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that starts with needs being met. Now I'm thinking healthily, and that's going to move me to having positive emotions, uh, the number of times that you've spoken to me to give me encouragement when I needed it just uh, it fills my heart with positive emotions. I'm, I feel confident. I feel secure. I feel uh, grateful. I'm, I feel worthy, those kind of things. And then, of course, that leads to some positive behaviors, right? And so now I'm giving to others. We're pursuing excellence together. And I know that it just makes sense, but now that leads to positive outcomes. You know, who knew, right? If we plant a seed and we nurture it along the way with the right things, we're going to have positive outcomes. Of course, the opposite of that is true, right? Yeah. If I have neglect, rejection, criticism, and now I'm th- instead of healthy thinking, I'm thinking, what's wrong with me? I don't really matter. I'm not trying hard enough, mm. which leads to me feeling unworthy. I'm anxious. I feel condemned, which leads to, guess what? Unproductive behaviors. Now, all of a sudden, we're doing these uh, manipulative games. We're goofing around. We're, we're getting into dysfunction as a family, dysfunction as a couple. Uh, it makes sense, right? So think about that. When we think about what kind of lifestyle, these are, th- those are, well, by the way, all those things that I mentioned really are life cycle kind of things that lifestyle, not cycle, but lifestyle types of things. Those are everyday things that are going on without us even thinking about it and uh, understanding the, uh, the importance of that. Then we had a real racy episode, <laughs> a racy episode uh, on ex- exercise your lo- lo- love muscles. Listen, if you didn't hear this episode, Stephanie gave 10 things on the su- 
on the surprised uh, benefits of the sexual physical relationship. She gave ten surprising benefits of the sexual physical relationship. If you didn't, if you didn't hear this, I, I encourage you to go back. If you're not going to listen to any episode, I encourage everyone to listen to that one. Listen to all of them, of course. But she gave us those things, and they're they're important uh, part of our relationship, of course, and they really do matter. But you know, one of the things I want to encourage folks to do is. Is in this, uh, uh, now I lost, uh, in this, you know, there needs to be some honest and sometimes uncomfortable communication Mm -hmm. in this part of a relationship as well. And Stephanie and I, years ago, many years ago, we would do these, um, you know, marriage intimacy uh, classes and try to get with couples. And we would do this kind of intimacy inventory. Maybe you remember this. Mm -hmm. And um, so since Stephanie shared some of the things, and I'll I'll throw some things uh, out there. Um, as as well, in the, in the relationship to your to your love life, you know when you ask the question, you know my spouse is uh, is my spouse attentive and sensitive to my needs in the area of sexual foreplay? I just said that out loud. Uh, where where are we <laughs> on business on business radio, radio X? Uh, sorry, but that's where <laughs> moving you know, right you know moving right along. But uh, am I comfortable communicating my desires uh, and my preferences to my spouse? Am I comfortable doing that? Am I satisfied with my spouse's sensitivity to our sexual and physical uh, needs? Am I satisfied with my frequency and intimacy of those sexual and physical times together? And we would rate those, you know, kind of a one through five. Now, you know, uh, sorry, but, you know, uh, sometimes it's hard to be honest. And the guys are probably going to be more on the, yeah, I think I'm going to be all five right there and uh, the gals maybe not as much but here's the here's the here's the point the point is in a relationship and I used to tease and I'm a pretty uh, candid kind of individual uh, so when we would do these uh, uh, intimacy times these uh, on this on this particular topic that you brought up and gave 10 great things on how it benefits <laughs> 10 great things um, okay. you primed the but now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, I know what it was. We would encourage you. We would be like five, ten couples in a room. I say, you know, listen, you know, you're all getting un- undressed together. And um, so you're about as vulnerable as you can be. But why not take it to another level and have honest conversations around this? Because it's such an important part of your life. And it should be continued to be developed as we age and uh, moving into that aspect of uh, of our uh, of the relationship, and it's just an important part. And then, uh, lastly, our our um, our attitude, uh, talking about the things that affect our our attitude. And I'll, I'll just mention this. I'll just close out with this quick little uh, analogy. Uh, one of the things that helped helps me and has helped us. Uh, this might seem like a, a weird little metaphor, but to have a good attitude, you know, we need to listen well. And we need to hear well. And uh, years ago, I spent three thousand uh, dollars to go through a coaching uh, training. It was the best three thousand dollars I've ever spent in my life. Um, and uh, I, because I learned the value of listening. And if you know me, you know that I can tell a yarn like nobody's business. I can tell a story until you're so tired you want to take a break, and I don't even aware of it. And we did this little improvisational exercise in a coaching class. I want you to think about this, uh, where you know, improv only works because it's funny because the other person doesn't know what the other person is going to say. And you know how it is. When people are talking, we already assume where they're going. Mm-hmm. And I've done this to Stephanie so many times, unfortunately. I anticipate what she's saying, where she's headed. I've already interrupted her in a conversation, and I brought the conversation to a conclusion. Here's where you want it to end up, right? <laughs> and it's really one of the rudest things that you can do. 
because you're assuming where the conversation is going instead of really listening well. Mm. So, com- so improv works because you don't know what the other person is going to say. And I encourage all of us to try to listen well. I know you live together. Stephanie, I've been together for 49 years. She's a coach. I'm a coach. Actually, that coaching training that we've gone through has actually helped deepen our marriage in the sense of not coaching each other, but listening better. Mm listening well, and that affects my attitude, and no assumptions are, uh, are made, and we will catch ourselves at, at times in that, and uh, let me just encourage you, listen well, listen well, it's going to help your relationship in so many ways. That's great, and that's a big part of communication is the other person's got to share something, and that's where you were going with being honest, being open, being vulnerable, like you are physically vulnerable during intimacy, and you can be emotionally and mentally vulnerable with your mate. This is a person that you are digging in with and spending the rest of your life with, so thank you for that recap, Jack. I really appreciate that, and uh, I'm just so proud of him. He's absolutely amazing, as you can tell. So I'm a blessed woman and very grateful to have him as my husband and my leader in my household. I feel cherished and loved, and it is a great relationship because we sew into it. That's the whole purpose of that. So in today's segment, we're really going to be leaning into nourish your nuptials. And uh, we talked the last time about the I do's and how valuable it is at that moment when you stand before God and your pastor or preacher or justice of the peace with your friends and family and you make the vows to I do and I will. And um, But it doesn't, a marriage doesn't get better on its own That's and right. it certainly can get worse on its own if it's neglected. So today I want us to lean in a little bit to nourishing our nuptials and those vows that we made. And I'd like to get a little help from one of our favorite love songs. Mm -hmm. It is called Then by Brad Paisley. Now you're my whole life. Now you're my whole world. I just can't believe the way I feel about you, girl. Like a river meets the sea. Stronger And I thought I loved you then. Then, March 23rd, 1974, and we've come so far since that day. I'm so grateful for the road that we've traveled. And of course, we've shared a lot of our practical ways that Jack and I connect with each other. And um, since Jack and I have a marvelous marriage and it's perfect in every way, we're just going to tell you how you can have one too. Uh, No, not perfect, but certainly marvelous. That's right. Marvelous for sure. The ups and downs is what makes it marvelous, you know, because you're on the journey together. And I know that's something that you mentioned as well. So husband and wives who want to enjoy a healthy and happy, uh, marvelous marriage have been listening and commenting. I've been getting some texts mostly for anonymity, I think. But one such listener actually texted and said, if I'd heard all of this when we were together, maybe we'd still be married. Wow. That makes me tear up. I know. I said it's both beautiful and sad at the same time. So... In my phase one of individual coaching program, it's called Clean, and I teach the clean concepts. Jack's been uh, reminding you of how we've kind of turned that into the marriage side by talking about our character and core values, our lifestyle, our exercise, our attitude. And today, we're really going to lean into nutrition since there happen to be five 
Thursdays this month. Our podcast is five, and there's five letters in the acronym CLEAN, so it just meant we had to do it. It just had to do it. So we are going to spend our time today on that nourish or nutrition side of things that I teach, and we've been cooking up something good is what I keep saying. So we have our, Jack has his chef's coat and hat on, and I have my apron on, and we're ready to uh, to bring some nourishment to our listeners today. I love to say it's never too late to work on your marriage. Just a little TLC, like we talked about that first time we were together about a home. Uh, it doesn't need a total renovation sometimes. It just needs a good cleaning. You know, it's yeah. spring right now. Spring cleaning is a good thing to think about even um, in your in your marriage. And right now with pollen all over everything, I was thinking about, you know, getting out on the deck and cleaning it off and being ready for um, all of the events that we do around our house. I'm so grateful for the house that Jack has made. He's a general contractor, a licensed general contractor, real builder, and does everything extremely well and very... um, He's very focused on what will feel good, what the atmosphere is going to bring, not just putting up a wall. Yeah. Right. And, uh, or what's best there in his commercial real estate. Um, that's what he focuses on, not just selling a piece of property, but what's going to go there. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of what you were talking about, that due diligence. I really liked that. So thank you for bringing that, to- that topic and, and really pulling that together for us. Well, I believe and I teach that food is fuel. It's It's fuel for our body, and that food or fuel can nourish our body's health and the systems that we depend on all the time. I know my listeners have heard me say that enough. Uh, Or the food that we choose can destroy every system and its created purpose. So every choice we make can either help make us strong, healthy, and smart, or weak, sick, and dumb. I know if you've been uh, one of my clients, you've heard that enough. Mm. But the same is true for every relationship in our lives. And nowhere is it more true than what we've been talking about when it comes to marriage. So I said, we're cooking up something good and I'm using the nourishment. And so I decided to look up the new the, the, the um, definition of nutrition or nourish actually is the word I'm looking for in my definition. So nourish means feed, nurture, sustain, give food to, Mm. encourage, Mm. promote, cultivate, support, foster, and develop. Need I say more? There were several others, but I love that because Mm. cultivating a great relationship and knowing what the recipe is for a healthy home and a happy home, that's what we're really trying to offer you in our time, uh, these five sessions. So our bodies need to be fed every day and several times a day, actually. Three squares a day is what we uh, hear a lot. But I teach something called grazing Mm. in my private practice. So grazing on healthy, whole, colorful, grown, not manufactured, real food. And it's essential to our goals for living long and strong as well. So the grazing principle for our fuel for our body is very similar to um, and flooding it with the nutrient-dense foods that I talk about all the time and the brain to function and the muscles, and including the heart, to be strong in every system that we depend on for health and longevity. It's so important, even for our immune system. And there's another parallel mm-hmm. um, coming at you here because yeah, 
um, the immune system fights disease and keeping that immune system strong is our responsibility. It wants to work for us. It wants to fight off dis-ease, but unless we fuel it well, it can't do that. So uh, self-care isn't the only food as fuel. You know, when you start thinking that 70% of the equation is food, the other 30% is exercise. That's what the body needs. And so I always say, use it or lose it. You know, mm -hmm. every time I get up to go work out or I, you know, have my um, workout sessions, that's what I think about. I'm like, hey, I've got legs at work. I've got arms at work. I'm going to make them work. And uh, so I hope you're getting the parallel and the picture that I'm drawing uh, for you a little bit here because our marriage needs the same kind of care, the same kind of regular, healthy food and fuel and input or put whatever one of those words into everything I say, and it'll still come out um, with the right foundation that I'm laying here, but um, several times a day. So instead of three square meals a day, think about grazing uh, throughout the day. These, it works for physical health, mm. and it definitely keeps the fire burning, and it works in a relationship. It works in marriage. Mm. So being uh, connected on a regular basis, you know, whether it's a text, I love you, I'm thinking about you, or I'm headed home, or um, just a call, or whatever. I mean, we stay pretty connected, even though you're working up in your office, and I might be in my office, and um, but evenings are ours. Mm -hmm. So when we clock out, it's it's all about you. It's all about me. And um, but throughout the day, there's these little tiny touches, these mm -hmm. little I'm thinking of yous. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think that that is what I'm talking about when it comes to grazing. So good thoughts and pure, noble, healthy thoughts like we talked about um, in, in I do and, and our attitude and how it really matters. And that might mean I, I can't really call you at that time, you're in a meeting, or you can't really reach out to me because I'm with a client, but your thoughts, you're still thinking, oh, we're going to have this for dinner, or mm -hmm. I really love him, or, you know, all of those thoughts that come to us throughout the day is what leads to a healthier evening for us um, mm -hmm. in our existence. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, I totally, and I love the grazing concept. I mean, it's just, it's just wonderful. You don't have to, I was thinking, um, you know, instead of waiting for that, you know, one special meal, you know, we're going to wrap it all up into that meal, you know, the little bites along the way. You know, it doesn't have to be, it's not expensive. It doesn't have to be, it's not even, if you will, a big time consuming. You know, it's just the right type of touch at the right time, little grazing, as you will, along That's the way. And I know it's better for us food-wise as well, so it's got to be good for us relationally. That's right, course. absolutely. And you are what you eat. You've heard that a number of times, I'm sure. Um, and, and again, talking about the physical side of things, and that basically what it's saying is you'll reap the benefits or the consequences of mm. our choices. Mm. And we're all responsible for our own choices. So if you don't like the results that you're getting, then maybe you need to check the input. And, um, and that's harder to... To, to do sometimes because you have to kind of take responsibility. Yeah. You know, we're not being force fed anything and uh, in the physical world, and we're really not being force fed anything um, in the in our mental and emotional That's world correct. either. We choose what we're listening to That's right. and um, what we want to spend our time doing. So if you don't like the harvest, then maybe we need to check the seed, right? There you like go. you I like said. That. And make the choices that you can live with and that your marriage can live with. Yeah. And, and that's 
the whole key is is having a marriage that's life-giving, something you really look forward to. I think that's what makes a big difference mm. in our, the health of our marriage, just because we look forward to our time together and we don't, um, I think we use it fairly wisely when we do have um, long periods of time when we're separate and um, and then come back together. So but we'll also check places. each other, you know, a little bit. We'll kind of do that, that bit of a check. You know, like, you know, would, do we need to be doing this or we need to be engaged in work or whatever? Because it's easy just being both self-employed, you know, to kind of lean into that and, and in an encouraging way. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, um, and, and that, that, that helps, you know, so because we, we know the motivation behind, you know, behind that, right? So Yeah, yeah, it's good because we, we both tend to be more workaholic, mm-hmm. I guess, in that just because we have our own businesses. So it really is on our shoulders. There's nobody, you know, helping with that. Right. So knowing what we're going to do and how we're going to do it and being accountable to each other, I think is sometimes helpful. And so I know I appreciate that when you, when you reach out and you, I always say you're my business coach. So <laughs> you help me to stay in the right lane, I guess, at the right time. So knowing what we need to eat or what to feed ourselves, how often to feed ourselves and how much to feed ourselves Mm. in all these areas is kind of where I want to go next. And uh, so choosing the right food to fuel our soul and nourish uh, those nuptials is a part of our mind, will, and emotions. Mm. I, I choose. That's where my mind and my will come in. And emotions kind of follow what I decide in a lot of ways and the choices that we have. And most of that input actually comes through five senses. If you mm. think about you know, our ears, our eyes, our mouth, our hands, our nose. And um, like the song, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be, mm. you know, and I, I started yeah. thinking about movies that we watch or TVs or books or magazines and social media. We're inundated with lots of things. We really have to know when to turn things off that we don't want to see. Yeah. It doesn't fuel our passion for one another or opens up, you know, some negative emotion. Um, and then be careful, little ears, what you hear. It's about the same kind of concept, only it might include, you know, music that we listen to. Like we've shared some of um, our favorites, this particular Marvelous Marriage Marathon. We've used several of our favorites. There's still a whole bunch more. But we love songwriters like Keith Urban or Brad Paisley who write about marriage and mm-hmm. love and really have a, have a love relationship. And then or comedy, you know, just listening to something, clean comedy. Um, and what's the one you like, Dry Bar? Driver, yeah. Yeah, I think that one's fun, and you've shared some different things. Yeah. And it could go the other way, too, where it could be gossip or, you know, listening to gossip or listening to somebody complain about their mate or about, you know, things and then just piling on. Yeah. You know, so it's another one. And then... Um, be careful, little mouth, what you say. And sometimes it's the ear, the eyes and the ears that fuel a little bit of what our mouth ends up saying, being critical or judgmental. It's not helpful to anybody, you know, nagging, gossip, bad mouthing your mate. You know, we've, we've seen a lot of, um, you know, on TV or something where somebody's, you know, making fun of their husband or their wife and bad mouthing. And I just, I know it's funny. It certainly gets a laugh and, and keeps the shows on, but well, I'm not know, sure what it fuels. You know, it makes me think of, uh, you know, I like metaphors and I use football a lot of times as a metaphor. Uh, but w- one of the reasons that uh, the, the NFL plays such high level is um, the, the communication is everybody knows what the words mean. 
uh, they understand what the signal is being called and, and, and all of that, which is so important. So understand the communication. But I always like it when either one, when a, a quarterback makes a bad throw, you'll see him tap his chest. Like that's and you on go, me. That, that was on me. I, <laughs> I, threw the, I didn't throw that ball good. Mm-hmm. And, 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 play, and the receivers will do the same thing. They'll, they'll mm-hmm. kind of tap themselves. This kind of recognition. Love they're playing it. at such a high level, at such a high intensity. You can imagine that uh, the emotions that they're playing under, very high level, mm-hmm. very intense. And, and uh, instead of microscope. instead of pointing a finger, uh, they're tapping themselves like they know that self-awareness is so beautiful. And, mm-hmm. and to do that in a relationship, like, no, 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 that one, honey, I'm sorry, that one was on me. That's good. Yeah, go Very ahead. Very good. Thank you, babe. So um, another, you know, obviously when we're talking about the senses, be careful little hands, what you touch. And we talked a lot about affection and intimacy, and that should be reserved completely and solely and only for you, for Amen. me. Amen. That's right. And then be careful little nose what you smell. I was trying to go there. I'm like, where is that going to go? But then I just started thinking about fresh air, you know, keeping it fresh and, you know, not letting your marriage get sweaty and stale and moldy. <laughs> and uh, that's as far as I could go with that one. I, I had nothing for uh, smell except maybe don't stick your nose where it doesn't belong. <laughs> maybe that's another one. You've got a better nose than I do as far as uh, those kind of things. Oh, yeah. That's true. Um, so I, my point is we have a free will. And in marriage, that's where we need to use it most wisely. Mm. And uh, choosing our friends, building relationships with those that are going in the way that we want to go. I mean, yeah. that's something we've done a lot of lately. And I think about, yes. for some, in my head, I'm thinking, you know, the John Candy and uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, I think, yeah. <laughs> where you're going the wrong way. Yeah. And they're like, how does he know where we're going? <laughs> and they were headed the wrong direction down sure. the highway. And sometimes we need to pay attention to the signs and, you know, not get lost in, you know, thinking so they don't know what they're talking about, you know, and, and yeah. stuff or turn us off. Don't turn us off. So, um, you know, maybe turning around when we, when you need to. And like you said, you know, asking for help, you know, asking for directions and, yeah. um, you know, stopping and not being afraid to say, Hey, that's on me. I'm going the wrong way. Um, it's time to stop and look at where I need to be going and then turn around. Yeah. That's that's good, you know. And and I, you know, as a as a as I used to drive truck, and I was I, before we had uh, you know all the stuff that we do, you know, my first line of defense anytime I felt lost is I would pull over. Of course, in a semi, you pretty much <laughs> I can pull over and stop anywhere I want, uh, type of thing. And I wouldn't stop do it in traffic. a bad way, but I'd find somebody and go, hey, I, I, help me get where I'm trying to get where I'm trying to go instead of I'll, I'll eventually figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm, you know, yeah. It's like our amazing race. We love watching yeah. amazing race. And we're like, why don't they stop and think before they just head off in one direction for 30 minutes and they have to, you know, turn around, come back. So, um, but I think asking for directions is, is honorable and noble because it saves a lot of time. I don't like wasting time or money. Right. And especially if you're driving the big rig, like I, you know, was with you a lot. And, you know, it's not easy to turn that thing around. You don't want to have to do it more than once. No, right. <laughs> so I get that. And it's kind of like the longer you've been married, the more you don't want to have to, you know, do more work than what you really need to. So a little bit of TLC here and there goes a long That's way. That's right. So in nourishing our nuptials today, 
I have for our final um, thoughts, or not final thoughts, but because there's 10 of them, you know, I work in 10s, yeah. but um, is a prescription. And so I'm doing a prescription for nourishing your nuptials. All right, I got my pen, you got your pen, pen and paper out for my, pers- my prescription pad right here. <laughs> here I'm ready go. to go. All right, so the first one is let the fruits of the Spirit fuel your personal, mental, and emotional life. And I did um, share the fruits of the Spirit, but love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. No matter what you believe or whether you follow the Bible like I do or we do or not, those are some good things that would lead anybody's life. Well, and, for sure. Uh, so, and then I loved, uh, James has a lot to say about it, but the opposite would be for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and mm. every evil thing is there. Mm. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. The righteous fruit is sown in peace by those who make peace. Yeah, and wow. That's very good. Good, very powerful. Could stop right there, but that's number one. Number two is decide to be positive. We can go negative very quickly, um, but we can decide to go positive and keep the main thing the main thing. We often block, I think, our own blessings because we don't choose to see the good Mm. or pay attention to the valuable or the funny or just see life as an adventure, you know, pretend it was the plan, (laughs) you know, is kind of something that (laughs) we can laugh it off, you know, and choose to see the humor in things and don't get all like bogged down in something that you don't need to be bogged down about. We we tend to make little things matter sometimes that really don't matter. That's right. Well, that old saying, if uh, life gives you lemon, make lemonade, I guess, huh? There you go. Be positive. Make something out of it. There you go. Okay, three is be grateful. And we hear this a lot. Everybody talks about the gratitude journal. I started a gratitude diary back in 2012. It's so funny because I pulled a little some of my thoughts from that. But thanking God every day, um, thanking for life, thanking for our marriage, our family, our house, those kinds of things, and thank others in our life as well. Thank them for their efforts. You know, yeah. like I really appreciate Business Radio X and Mike Salmon. I'm, I'm just in awe of the work that they do for businesses. And so I just want to say thank you. Absolutely. To you. And, um, you know, working hard and some of those things, celebrating the difference. We talked about that too, you know, the best place to celebrate the difference is with our mate. So no one's trying to disappoint you intentionally and just reminding yourself of that. That's right. And then four is take ownership of your life and your life choices. Jack mentioned it with the football analogy and worked really well with this. Don't blame anyone. Be responsible for you and don't be petty or prideful. Own up to your mistakes and learn from them. It's a part of life. You're going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. Life is short. Grow up, you know, and maybe asking ourselves the tough questions sometimes. Hey, could that have been on me? Yeah. And, uh, like you said, and, and then of course, um, First Peter says, don't return evil for evil. You know, um, hate can't drive out hate. So, That's right. And then five is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And most of this fits under that category too. But Newton's law of motion, for every action, there is an equal or opposite reaction. So I, I think a lot of times under this one, I would, I would add no judgment. Don't judge. Um, it's so easy to judge someone else's intentions, like you said, or, yeah. um, or think you know what their intentions are or those kind of things. But judgment, um, Matthew 7 says, for what... 
with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, if it's a big measure, it's going to be measured back to you. Mm. And we often judge the faults of others harshly and expect others to overlook, excuse, or at least understand ours. And we want to make our point, you know, now. Mm-hmm. And I'm so guilty of that. So mm. I ask you to forgive me for that. It's easy to do. And, and that just reminds me again of, you know, rather than judge, ask, you know, asking, you know, asking a good question you know, really can unlock you know, where people are because we're kind of judging where they are and like, what's behind that? Or what are you feeling today? Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, you're really acting like a knucklehead yeah. uh, versus, you know, what are you feeling today? What's going on? Yeah, where's you know? that coming from? Yeah, where's that coming from? And then just, and then be silent. Just don't say anything and listen and listen well because, you know, when people are hurting, it's a lot. some of it is legit. You know, the hurt is, and instead of the judgment being the first thing out of our mouth, usually one person isn't right and the other person's wrong. They're both every level of wrong or every level of right. But I like your question. Where's where's that coming from? And then, you know, not like an interrogation, it's not dragnet. Yeah, Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. That's good. Well, C.S. Lewis says, I'm not the judge of my fellow Christian. Mm. For some reason, this is very hard for me to remember, although there will come a time when justice is meted out to each person for their actions. It is seldom the case that I will be called on to judge anyone's (laughs) actions but my own. I would do well to remember this because the fewer times I am called the judge, called on to judge, the better it will be for me in the end. Oh, that's good. That's really good. He's brilliant. He is brilliant. Number six, guard your mind and use Mm. your senses to build a happy healthy home and um, the senses I went over earlier. So governing our emotions, you know, have eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart open to receive truth and the courage to act on it no matter what it takes and really grow in your ability to live in those peace, joy, love, patience, kindness, goodness. And avoid selfishness. I always say selfishness selfishness is for the playground, uh, not for a long and lasting, loving, fulfilling marriage. Amen. Seven is be generous. Be a generous, cheerful giver. It's a proven fact with science that generous people live healthier, happier, and longer lives. Plus, you'll receive the direct proportion to how you give, according to the scripture I read earlier. And it's as true as gravity. You know, it's what comes up must come down. Mm -hmm. So whatever you see, whatever you sow, seeds you sow, you will reap that harvest. Number eight is cherish your mate. Serve them. What do they need? You know, asking yourself, what do they need right now? How can I help? You, you're so good at that, like reading me in a way, you know, when I'm anxious or frustrated that it's not about you. You know, it's like something's going on. How can I help her? Mm. What can I take off her plate? How can I assist? And I try to do the same as yes, well, you do. but your job is much different than mine. So I'm not sure anybody wants me showing them property or trying to build a building for them. Um, but communication, and you mentioned it earlier, talk it out, you know, say what needs to be said. There's a kind way. I love the saying, there are two ways to say everything, and one of them is kind. Mm, that's good. I love that. And then, of course, the other side is being willing to hear it. Mm. You know, like you said, listen, truly listen, not just wait for your turn, your time to talk. That's right. Or your turn to talk. And start now. You know, don't let another day go by. Keep the love alive and have sex. Enjoy it, like we talked about. If you don't enjoy it, figure out why you don't and fix it. 
Um, and then the, the ninth one is slow down, mm. slow down. This world just keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. And uh, hurry is the enemy of happy is something I just wrote today, actually. Oh, it's like hurry is the enemy of happy because there's so many times where I'm in a hurry for something and get this done and I break something and it takes longer, you know, or mm. you're in a hurry in your car or something like that and then you get pulled over and get a ticket and now you're later than you were before and what good was it, you know? It seems like sometimes we just rush through every day instead of enjoying the moments and making them count because time flies, but you're the pilot. Mm. So um, wherever you are, are, be there. I know I didn't coin that phrase, but it's something that we hear a lot these days. And then the last is, by all means, take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You matter to too many people not to be physically, mentally, and emotionally healthy. So when you're at your best, that ripple reaches your spouse, your kids, and your job, your world. Um, we can be the change that we want to see in our world, but it starts here. That's right. It's like you said, the tap on my chest, it's, it's on me. And, um, you know, hopelessness and failures, addictions, destructive behaviors of all kinds. And, you know, it can, it can happen if we fester that, if we let that yeah. fester and don't foster or nourish our healthy attitudes towards life or toward ourselves or toward our mates. And um, don't let your bad day become someone else's bad day mm. is a, a good word for today. turns into a bad week sometimes and a bad month, a bad year, bad life. So it's definitely worth um, paying attention to hurting people hurt people. Mm. So broken hearts can be mended, mended. And if you need help, get help. You know, that's super key, right? Common sense. It is. We get it in every other area. But anyhow, yeah. I mean, not do it in a relationship. I'm going to take the car in to get fixed. I'm going to do all that kind of a, you know, we're automatically just that. But we somehow, again, we, we feel like it just ought to come natural relationships. And uh, there's there's too much, uh, too many other th- things wrapped into our relationship, our body, our soul, our spirit, our mind, our emotions. You know, our car doesn't have any emotions. It doesn't care. It's yeah. not going to get mad if it doesn't get fixed. Um, you know, it's going to break down but you know it's not going to get upset type of thing so you know what i'm saying so we're, we're, we're complex for the rest of your life yeah you and, can always get another car and i thank god we're complex the complexity is wonderful that's what makes it so special that's right you know instead of leaning you know against you know it to lean into it a little bit yeah. and you know we've basically been talking for the whole month about changing our input finding out what needs to be changed and, um, you know, an attitude is a big thing. I like the saying that um, attitudes like a, a bad attitude is like a flat tire. You can't go far until you change it. Well, you know, this just popped into my mind when you were saying that is you know, we are talking about what needs to be changed. But the other thing is, is to, to recognize what's really working well mm. and celebrating that. Like, you know, like let's talk about the things that just frankly don't need to be changed necessarily, but that we really appreciate yeah. that we're doing. And then so it becomes kind of a... Uh, a both and kind of conversation, right? Mm-hmm. We're doing this great. We love it. Let's keep it up. You know, here's some things we need to tweak or tune up, or et cetera. You know, uh, maybe change. Maybe maybe some things need to go. Some things need to be like people with their diet, right? I mean, all of a sudden, there are some things that need to go out of a diet. Yeah. You know, that you recognize, that people recognize, and, and the same thing re- relationally. But just also appreciating, like I love how we eat. You know, the foods that we. You know, I don't want to change that. I uh, want just more, more of that. You know, you, the same with a relationship. There's things I don't want to change. I just want more 
more of it. Looking forward to the next salmon dish. Yes. What's working for you, do more of that. If it's not working for you, then do less of that. Yeah, run with the metaphor yourself. Take, exactly. it, take it away. Take it anywhere you want to take it. Um, but sometimes in changing that input, it's kind of change, you have to change your internal monologue. And um, one of the podcasts I have yeah, for the future is going to be self-talk. Um, because I think if you keep telling yourself, it's always going to be this way, mm. she's never going to change, or he's never going to be that you know person or whatever, um, then chances are you're, you're going to be unhappy. And that's, not, that's yeah, kind of the life, <laughs> more than likely what you're going to get. Or if you keep telling yourself, oh, I'll always be fat and unhappy, then chances are you're always going to be fat and unhappy. You know, it's like as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, Proverbs 23, 7. Mm. So, and it's also kind of the law of attraction. If you're kind of a negative person and you do kind of gravitate, I suppose, towards people who are more negative as well. Mm. And so fighting that and making those changes and the key factor, I think, in changing your attitude is changing the way you talk to yourself. So that internal dialogue and whether you hear it or not, sometimes it's there. It's it's not necessarily a, a voice that you hear. It's mm -hmm. just when you start beating yourself up for something or and, and just maybe the only change you need to do is just to refocus. You don't have to reframe and all the, you know, review and, and um, total remodel, but maybe you have to step back a little bit and just take a look and refocus and just see all the good things in your life. Yeah, focus on what's true. You know, like I'm extremely good looking. Now i got to focus on that. Yeah, look now at I'm yourself in the mirror. mirror. Just wow. look at you, handsome wow. guy. So <laughs> I mean, that's what the Bible says. I'm just agreeing with the Bible. You're the Bible says I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. I get up in the morning, look at myself, I'm amazing. That's <laughs> no, right. I'm sorry. No, it's great. If you, and as we actually improve our own life, then we improve the lives around us, right. the people around us, and that's what's needed these days. So um, asking for help, you know, crying out to God, I think, is, you know, ask, yeah. Lord, give me the courage to walk humbly and um, in a loving and respectful relationship with an attitude of love and honor and cherishing my mate or, you know, Lord, I need more sweetness in me. <laughs> That's a part of uh, what I um, say about myself. Uh, I need sweetness to grow in me, God. And, uh, you know, more You're love. Sweet. Oh, thank you, baby. And, you know, being more long-suffering and, you know, gentle or some of those things. And then strength to go the extra mile because sometimes it, that's really what it takes. It's it's like you you in marriage, it doesn't just get better on its own. You just have to pack up, you know, and move away. No, you don't. You just have to, you know, lean in. Maybe it takes an extra mile and um, maybe focusing on our own responsibility and, um, you know, asking God to give you a large measure of grace that you can give to others because you're going to... Um, get it back at some point too. Right. So Jack, I'd like to thank you for your patience with me. Please forgive me where I've been stubborn or selfish um, and not controlled my attitude. Well, I love you and I appreciate you and I cherish uh, you and I feel treasured by you. So I'm thankful um, for you and I'm really thankful that all of our listeners have been with us this month for Marvelous Marriage Marathon Month. So today in my final thoughts... I'd like to just say, I want to remind everyone um, of my saying, if you build healthy habits into your daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly life, you'll not live a life from which you feel the need to escape. And if you build healthy, happy um, habits into your daily, weekly, and monthly, and yearly marriage life, you will not live in a marriage from which you, need, you feel you need to escape. So I just want to ask you to ask yourself, what are your core values? Are they strong enough 
to fuel a healthy personal life? Mm. Is your lifestyle life-giving? Are you exercising your marvelous marriage love muscles? Is your attitude one of gratitude, kindness, peace, joy? Are you nourishing your nuptials? You're the only one who can. Mm. Hey, this has been a, such a joy to be your co-host. Are you kidding? What a, what a treasure. What a treat these five weeks have been. I love you, babe. You're doing an amazing job. Oh, thank you, honey. I appreciate it very much. You've been listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach, where we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. For more information about corporate wellness programs, marital coaching, <laughs> virtual classes, or our individual coaching programs, or if you need uh, to sell property or buy property or build a building on your property, see Jack Wolf. And um, you can contact us at wholefoodhealthcoach.com, and I'll make sure he has your number or you have his. Our coaching is available virtually anywhere in the country. Jack coaches also day in and day out. So do I. And I'm Stephanie Wolf, wishing you well, personally and professionally. Thank you very much, and have a great week. See you next week, live or on your favorite podcast channel. Until then, choose life. Choose life.